And welcome back to Darren, Donick, and Chase here on ESPN 1025 The Game. We're at Pete and Terry's Tavern, the Sobro entrance, and we are joined by Predators General Manager David Poyle, our weekly chat starting today, and they are going to be brought to you all season long by Gary Force Acura and Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. And, David, thanks for dropping by today. It's uh, hockey day in Nashville, so uh, we've got the San Jose Sharks, always a a tough, uh, tough game, and we've got to bounce back after our, our last game, and they haven't won a game, so this should be a good one tonight. Well, that's kind of where I wanted to start because there are times where you, you face a team, and for whatever reason they're in, a, in one situation or other. Sometimes you play a team that's won five in a row. Sometimes it's the opposite. And I would have to think that San Jose is going to be about as determined as you could be, as desperate as you could be four games into the season. Just they haven't started the way they wanted to. No, I feel the, the same way. Our coaches feel the same way, and they've been trying to message that to the players just in case they didn't feel that, feel that way. So, uh, you know, we, we always talk on the on the show. I mean, the, the league is so close. There's so much uh, parity. San Jose has been one of the better teams in the, in the National Hockey League for a lot of years. Very consistent team. They always find a way. I think uh, if you look at their start, I mean, they in their last preseason game, they had a suspension to Evander Kane, and then uh, the, the day of the, their first game, they're – Top player, top defenseman, Eric Carlson's wife goes into into labor. So, bang, you're down two two of your top players right off the the bat there. So, uh, uh, again, I would expect their uh, their A game tonight, and uh, hopefully, we'll bring our A game tonight. It probably fair to say uh, through training camp and, and through the first two games. No disrespect to the Wild or the Red Wings. This is probably the deepest, talented, most talented team that the Predators have played so far. Um, yeah, I, I would say so. And again, it's a, a rivalry. It's in our and it's our yeah. com- conference. All of those those <clears throat> situations. So um, I, I would think you know historically, our I, I believe our record is just a little over 500 against the you know San Jose. So I think that you know speaks to exactly to what I'm saying. That it's uh, uh, like I say, I'm not. I don't. I can't, and I wouldn't bet on hockey. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> this should be a real yeah. good game tonight. <laughs> well, one of the things that has jumped out in the two games so far. Your, your team has shown a lot of offensive firepower, which is how, how they're sort of designed to, to play. And it, it seems like it's an adjustment. I heard Peter Laviolette, I think, say this yesterday in our group mm-hmm. to the National Sports Council. You can make adjustments. It's easier to make adjustments when you have maybe too much offensive push and you're looking to balance defensively than a team that is just really struggling night in and night out to get offense. Yeah, well, I love the fact that uh – uh, you know, we're thinking more offense. So if you remember how the year ends, we sort of go over everything and you check off all the boxes. Defense, good. Goaltending, good. Penalty killing, good. Offense, we want more offense. We sign Matt Duchesne. We, we talk a lot about, does this give us two top lines? Can we score more? So you have to realize that, you know, verbally, psychologically, whatever you want to say, we're, everybody's thinking more offense. And in the first two games, we put out a lot of offense and created a lot of chances, and it's just what exactly what we wanted to do. However, we probably didn't now go. We probably didn't check off all the other boxes there. We probably gave up a little bit more defensively than we wanted to, to give up. As to repeat what you said, as Peter said, that's a correctable uh, situation. So our players just need to be a little bit more conscious of when to go and when not to go and when to be safe and when to take some uh, risks. But all in all, I, I like the fact that we scored goals. I like the fact that we're getting lots of chances, and I don't want to lose that. Just hopefully we can uh, smooth that defensive part of our game out a little bit. It was interesting. Uh, I know throughout the, the training camp, they were looking at different combinations. Kyle Turris played some on the wing. They had Craig Smith uh, moving around some. They put Philip Forsberg with Matt Duchesne. 
But the line that has been intriguing in these first two games, especially on, on Saturday, was Kyle Turris, Rocco Grimaldi, and um, and Callie Arncrow. They they really you were wondering how are they going to use those guys? They're, what's where's the situation for them? But in the in the time they were out there on Saturday, they created a lot of chances. I agree with you, and uh, they they could have and should have probably been the, the difference in the game. I mean, uh, you know, poor Callie's just really been struggling, uh, you know, to find his his way to you know create some offense. Well, he's creating offense. He's just yeah, not been able to finish. Yeah. He's just been able to finish. But again, being very bullish here, just think if we can get this more secondary or. Uh, what's the word? Third, thirdary, <laughs> tertiary, tertiary, yeah. tertiary scoring. <laughs> you know, we that we would be really a tough team to to play against. But I was really pleased with that. And you know, if those guys can you know chip in the odd, odd goal here and here and there, boy, it'll be going to be a, a fun season for sure. Does Mikhail Granlin look more like himself to you so far? He, I know he has commented on just how comfortable he feels having started the training camp. He he's quietly he's not getting as much attention as Duchesne and obviously Forsberg always grabs your attention but as the third guy on that line he looks like he's he's playing very well yeah much much more I think the the whole thing was just overwhelming to uh, a young guy from a trade to the baby to fitting in his wife wasn't here his wife you know gets here the temporary head you know temporary residence if you will for them and it just was too much and I think he's had all summer to prepare to think about it to get a place to live here to get settled uh, for her, for the baby, for you know his whole family. So it's just way, way better. So it's you know started a training camp, and it's he is a really good player, which is really unfortunate for us and for him that you know he couldn't contribute uh, any more than he did last year at the end, and especially in the playoffs. But uh, it's a new year, and he looks really good. David Poyle, Predators general manager, here with us on Darren Donick and Chase, and I want to go back to something that you said with the offense and getting the secondary scoring out of this team. Uh, you know traditionally. You, you say, okay, well, that's a first line, second line, third line, fourth line. I feel like the way that the game is evolving, it's kind of going away from that, that right now this team has two top scoring lines. They have a third line that, you know, is a checking line but can also contribute as well. Is that a fair assessment that that's the way the game overall is going? Well, for us, that's the way we want it to go. I, I can only speak for us. I, again, uh, with Detroit, uh, you know, a, a younger team a little bit of a rebuilding situation they've got the fantastic first first line and you would have to think maybe they'll have a little bit more trouble with their second third and fourth line so maybe the leg up that we have on at least some teams hopefully a lot of teams is that we have this 1a 1b uh combination which we've never had before we just have not had that uh scoring scoring power and it's it's hard i think in a in a cap world to get that many good you know, players either you either you have four or five like we've had on defense for a lot of years or you have it up front but you, it's hard to have it in both places unless it, all the stars you know line up with you in terms of age and their salaries and all that but you know right now i like where our club is and what the, our threat is as, as we come at different teams because i would have to think you know with san jose tonight is that they have to make a decision of how they want to play against us more in terms of who they want to match up uh not that we don't have to think about that but i'm actually feeling that we have an advantage of not being as concerned with the matchup as maybe San Jose has to uh, be with us. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Now, Willie, you've been talking to David a lot longer than I have, and I know that you know I've heard you say in the past of you'd love to have a top-line center on this team. Well, now you have two. So, so it's kind of worked out for you. Matt Duchesne, five assists in mm-hmm. two games. It seems like he's fitting in. And, and the guys that I talk to say that not only is he fitting in on the ice, but 
he's a great locker room guy to have as well. Yeah, Matt's been great since day one, and I'll start as day one being in the summer when we were negotiating with him. Brought him into uh, to Nashville, and I tried to tell him about the city, and he basically told me more about the city than I knew. <laughs> so, you know, and then again, he's, uh, he and his wife are great. They, they, they get the off-ice part of it, the community part of it. Uh, you know, he's been with uh, three other teams now, so I think he's got the maturity to know what to do, what to say, and, uh, you know, he wants to make this his, his last stop. So uh, we're all for that, and he's off to a great start on the ice. So a uh, really good addition to our club for sure. And you brought up the defense earlier. I, I, I've loved what I have seen so far out of Matias Ekholm, and I, I kind of pinpointed him as the one that he was already pretty good, had a career year last year, but with PK moving on, that he was the one that you could really see step up outside of Fabro. What have you seen out of Ekholm? Uh, I, I agree again. And, you know, maybe uh, the fact that, you know, Fabro is just a young player, and I don't think uh, Dante will be trying to rush the puck end-to-end uh, end or what have you, so he'll be more – the steady stay back guy so maybe the roles have reversed here a little bit where you know pk was the one all over the place and and Eki really had to stay back and guard the house maybe it's vice versa this year and that's why you're seeing Eki maybe being a little freer uh to do different things got a big goal the other night and uh he looks really good so uh, uh good good for Eki and equally if not important good for dante fabro to be able to play with him now you know we were talking about this lineup and you know just how versatile it is Daniel Carr is somebody we haven't seen yet because of just the numbers game. But him being here, you signed him, you, f- you felt like that he was somebody that could really help this team as he's needed. How has he fit in so far, you know, going through training camp and now making this roster? Everything's good. The work ethic is there. Uh, it's along with everybody. Uh, you know, it just he just has to get his, his chance. And when he gets his chance, then he has, to, <laughs> he has to produce. So, you know, we've chosen him over a couple of guys that were regulars uh, for us last year. And, Salamaki and, and Gaudreau, so that's hopefully gives him the confidence that we want to play a little bit differently, and I think he understands that and gets that. And you know, it's it's not going to be too long before he gets his his opportunity to play. And once again, it's the emphasis at the moment here is is on offense, and uh, he's a guy that's scored at every level except at the NHL level, and he's played uh, been a top player at every level except the NHL, and uh, this this has got to be his time. One of the things that's been written. Uh, around the league because I I know as you guys were getting it down to the last couple of cuts there you had to have some concern guys like Mika Salamaki and Freddie Goudreau they're NHL players and you had to think well if I send these guys down somebody could snap them up but around the league there's been very few teams that have gone out and grabbed people off the waiver wires does that surprise you a little bit uh yes and no I mean you you probably think your players are in some some cases, better than the other, other <laughs> players that are uh, available, and again, you, the guys you know, you're, yeah. you're more comfortable with, right? And our, and our players are very serviceable uh, players, albeit uh, third or fourth line guys, but also they have a minimum contracts, which could be attractive to different teams. But it's timing. Uh, I, I guess probably the saying goes is that uh, if you ever at this time of year, everybody's fallen in love with their team. They all like what they all. Yeah. Everybody had a great training camp. Everybody likes their younger players and. Um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the opportunity presents itself again for either bringing them up here or uh, other teams call us to, to see what, they, what their value is and how they're playing in Milwaukee, and, and maybe they could get another, another opportunity in the National Hockey League. But for the time being, it really gives us the, the depth, like you had said earlier, that we've never had before, and I'm really happy about that. That was something I know you have emphasized is, as you said, everybody probably likes and is optimistic at this time of the year, but 
you, I think, identified this a, a year or two ago. Hey, trying to build back that organizational depth is important. And uh, I know in talking to Scott Nickel, he's really excited about the guys that, that he has with the Admirals right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, uh, the Predators have been a really a, a top club for the last you know, several years. And because of that, we've traded away a lot of draft picks and, and younger younger players to play at the high level we have. So uh, it was really great last year when we had you know, all, most of our drafts, the first two drafts. Uh, uh, our first two drafts looked to be great. For example, uh, Tomasino got three goals and three assists the other yeah. night, named the player of the, uh, of the week in the OHL. So, I mean, that bodes really well for you know, the pipeline. And the same thing for Milwaukee. I mean, we have Daniel Carr as an extra forward rate. Right now, we've got Sal Mackey and Gaudreau down in Milwaukee. We've got players that have offensive abilities like Pitlick and Tolvin and that you can bring up, not to just to play the fourth line, but maybe to play in the top two lines if uh, that opportunity presents itself. So, you know, starting off the season, I feel like we're in really good shape here and in, in Milwaukee. So we just have to play the games and see if the wins start coming in. <laughs> Before we let you go, I did want to ask you about Dan Lambert, adding an assistant to help with not only the power play but everything else, you know, offense as well. Just having a different voice in the locker room to talk to these guys that have been together for a long time for the most part. How important has that been to have, have a new voice? Well, there was so much uh, said about our, our power play uh, last year, and it was obviously in a negative uh, text all, all the time. So I, it, it really made them tremendous sense to me and to, to Lavi that we, you know, we give somebody else another opportunity. Uh, I think having another coach is, is sort of keeps us up with the other teams in the league that have seem to have more more coaches on the than we do it's getting a little crowded on the bench but uh, anyway i think i think i think it's been really really good and as you say dan has a different different voice he's got new ideas the players are very receptive to him we saw one of the prettiest goals we ever saw on the power play the other night and if we can see that about 50 or 60 more times this year we'll be we'll be really really happy but uh, again we have the we have the players that can execute last year we just didn't execute dan's got the the ideas and uh, I'm really feeling that we'll have a very good power play this year. David, thank you so much for coming by. Looking forward to these chats throughout the season. Okay, guys, thank you very much. See you tonight. All Thanks, right, David. that's David Poyle, Predators General Manager. His conversation with us is brought to you by Gary Force Acura and Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. When we come back, more from Barrel House, Predators and Sharks tonight. This is 102.5 The Game.